Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Best Ever You Show. I'm Elizabeth here with our beautiful guest, Molly Rubish. Oh, well, hang on. Author Molly Rubish. <laughs> How are you, Molly? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. And uh, welcome to the Best Ever You Show. And uh, we're going to get right in and start with your book. I see it there on the background. What's the name yeah. of the book? <laughs> it's, um, it's called Is Heaven Farther Than the North Pole? And it's a children's book about grief. I, I very much needed in the world, right? Yes. How now? That is an interesting title. How did that title come about? So I am a married mother of four, but two of my children are my stepchildren. And in a, a few years ago, my stepsons lost their biological mother. And when she died one night, when I was putting my youngest stepson to bed, he asked me that question is heaven farther than the North Pole? And, you know, it's so, it's just like the way that children process grief, these big questions about this mommy's in heaven. It was kind of around Christmas time. And so he asked me that question. And at that time, I, I really didn't know how to answer that, how to answer it in relatable words for him. And, um, and honestly, I don't know where, where heaven is per se. And so it wasn't until last year in the spring of 2022 that i lost my father and during the summer when i was processing my own grief walking around spending time in nature really feeling his presence that i felt like i did have an answer for that and where is heaven and and i felt like i learned where my definition of heaven is and i was able to come up with this idea to write the children's book to merge reed's question Yep. With my personal experience and the book is dedicated to their mother in the beginning. Oh, isn't that so sweet? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you quit a job to do this and yeah. I am a really big fan of people quitting <laughs> jobs to yeah, do things. Uh, I quit a job to do what I'm doing. So I completely relate. I think you and I will find as we talk here, you and I relate on a lot of topics as we were yeah. kind of talking about beforehand, but talk about that process of, you know, the, uh, you know, I'm moving on and here's what I'm doing. Cause it's, it's a, uh, it's a scary leap of faith, especially when you're kind of grieving, maybe even. I had been in corporate America for over 20 years. I was in sales and uh, pharmaceuticals and med device. I had leadership roles. I had been on planes at midnight flying around you know, the country doing all of those climbing the ladder type positions and was tired. And when my dad took uh, a turn for the worse and he had to go for hospice, I took a medical leave because I was confident that I wanted to be by his side for the remainder of his days or weeks. Um, and so when I took a medical leave, it, it was really nice to just take a break. I was able to spend time, more time with my mom. I was able to be bedside with him. And after he died, I just knew I couldn't go back to that. I knew that there was a deeper calling within me to do something else. And I did not know what it was, but my husband and I talked about it and we just got really raw. Um, I said, I don't know, but I need to take a break from corporate America and just explore. I need time to grieve. I need time to just take a breath. And it was a huge leap of faith. Uh, fortunately, I have a very supportive husband that you know <laughs> was able to, to say okay to that. 
But we, I took the summer and just spent time. And it was like one afternoon, it dawned on me that I wanted to write this children's book because I was feeling so beautiful and sad at the same yeah. time. And so putting that into words and embodying what our family has dealt with, both at a child level and my own personal level, it just seemed like that was the right path. Bravo. Bravo to you. I know how I know how hard that is on all different kinds of levels. I um, people who follow the best ever you network or, or my books or whatever know that my father passed away in 2018 after uh, he was a stroke survivor from 2004 to 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, my book Percolate is similar to what you just said. You probably articulated the theme of percolate percolate better than than mm-hmm. I did, where it's like, you know, you know, you want to do something, but you're not quite sure what it is and you need time to process. And on top of it, somebody's, you know, you kind of got grief going on or, you know, it's it's a it's tricky to navigate for sure. But look at the beautiful product of that pause that you put in place. Yes. And um, I oh, what do the kids think of that book? They were, yeah, yeah, they were all really excited. And, uh, you know, I asked them every step of the way, do you want me to do this? Because, you know, in our little bubble, our, my boys call me mom now. And I'm like, if I write this message, some of your friends may find out that maybe I'm your stepmom or it might expose you a little bit. Are you okay with this story being told? And they were, yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. And then I said, and is it okay if I dedicate it to your mom? I wanted their permission to really be careful that they understood that this is their story too. I might might be the author of the book, but it is our message as a family. And so we, I let Reed picked out some of the characters' names. And in the book, the kids go on a journey and they go to the ice cream shop and they order a particular dessert, which is what their mommy ordered when she was pregnant with them. And so we just really tied it into being meaningful and it's therapeutic for us, but it also has been able to show them that they're not alone. One in 13 children in the United States will experience a death of a primary parent or a sibling by the time they're 18 years old. So through this journey, they've been able to understand that they're not the only child that has lost a parent as sad as that is. Yeah. Well, that's, that's even, even more sweet. I love hearing that. Yeah. I don't love hearing that kids have to go through that though. Right. Um, but I do like the fact that you've, you meet the need with a resource that's so sweet. So other people can not feel alone as well. So I, I yeah. think it's really cool. And I think that um, I like the little bit of parenting tip you inadvertently maybe gave all of us too. And I kind of feel the same way. So I'm going to bring it to kind of the surface and chat about that too. I love the fact that you just said that you asked them for permission mm-hmm. um, because we as moms, especially as work from home moms or whatever, you know, I have an internet based business and mm-hmm. my, my kids, I, I didn't have, they're, I always say you're lucky. I didn't have these accounts when you were babies or you'd like each have your dedicated page, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. And we always ask for permission to include them in anything. If they're going to be in one of my books, if I'm going to write about them or talk about them or whatever, there's a constant permission uh, trail going on, especially as they get older, you know, and they could have a choice, you know, it's like, I don't want that posted. I'm good, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. So I like that you did that, but um, 
Yeah, that's just my opinion. But uh, what was, what's a key, I want to ask more about the book. Um, what about the cover? Uh, could you hold that book up again one more time and just kind of talk about the cover? Like, how did that cover come about? What What's the cover all about? You know, it, it's hard to do in an illustration, but you know, on those really beautiful summer days or even a spring or fall day, and you can see the rays of sun coming out behind a cloud. I mean, you can literally see the beams I have always felt a deep connection to that and felt like that is heaven. You know, that's a, a symbol of just beauty and being able to see the rays of the light. So my niece, uh, Ellie, is the illustrator of this, of all of the illustrations in the book. And so she was able to kind of create that. And then these are the two characters looking over the hillside, just in wonder, where where is heaven? And how do we feel more connected to our person that we loved so much? Is Ellie older, younger? How old is Ellie? She's 20. She's a, a college student in Nebraska uh, studying graphic design. Yeah, I was going to say, those don't look like little, like a 10 no. year old did them. They look like, so, yeah. yeah. She's really, <laughs> she's very young. Yeah, I'm like, those look pro. So yeah. good, good job there. Um, what about a, um, let's, let's talk a little bit if you want to, if you, if you could just kind of expand on this idea of, of grief, uh, because it sounds to me like um, you may find yourself counseling people in ways that you probably never thought of, or maybe you did think of it. Um, is that it? Is that? I think you are consoling. I didn't mean to say counseling. I meant kind well, of. Like it's a little bit of both. You know, it wasn't until I lost my dad. Yeah. That I recognize the deep pain of losing somebody. It is life-changing to lose a parent. And I found myself like apologizing to people. I am so sorry that I was not there for you the way that you needed to be loved and supported because I didn't understand. So there's a lot of beauty in being able to um, relate. There's a lot of beauty in being able to understand what somebody's going through. And, and grief is funny because it's it's both. I am both sad and joy. And I don't mean joy like I'm thankful that he's gone. Yeah, but I'm thankful for the love that we had and the relationship that I had for him, with him. And it's frozen forever. It is there in this beautiful place in my heart and in my memory. And I recognize how it's daily a, a gaping hole in my life. So it's, it's both. And so I can, um, I can kind of smile at some sort of memory or whether it's a bird or a song or something that the kids do that remind me of him. And, and so I can feel torn and miss him, but also very thankful for all the lessons that he instilled in my life and the relationship that I had. I was very fortunate to have two wonderful parents and it, it's made me more appreciative of the people in my life and recognizing the impermanence. And so spending more time with my mom who's here living and my children um, and just those that we love. So it's, it's a really hurtful and big lesson at the same time. Yep, I completely get you. Um, you know, I was telling my husband today, I'm like, you know, I feel like I finally got my sense of humor back like last night <laughs> I woke up, I did something today that you'll see on my website. There's a, a cookie giveaway 
And I mean, uh-huh. I have made a lot of cookies for people over the past 30 years of my life, like to the tune of like 250,000 chocolate chip cookies all across the country oh my gosh. Them and all sorts of stuff. And yeah. but I had, I've stopped, I had stopped the past couple of years after my dad died. And I'm like, I, and I, it was interesting. I couldn't quite figure out. It, it's been like feeling like other than him missing, something was missing. And I'm like, what's I'm not thinking straight or something, but mm-hmm. nothing was funny to me at all. Like, not, not like sense of humor, eh, kind of, but, mm-mm. and um, I was talking, I had a guest on Jesse Cole from the Savannah bananas who was on. And I don't know if you follow the Savannah bananas. I saw him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had him on and I'm like, Oh, there it is. I forgot all about my cookie endeavors, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, that's yeah. what's missing in my life right now. I mean, they bring me joy. And, and so um, that's back up on the website. I'm like, you're in the right spot. If you love chocolate chip cookies, boom, there it is, you know, kind of thing. And I put up this giveaway last night and um, we've had like 5,000 people enter the giveaway. For oh my gosh. Cookies. <laughs> I'm like, there it is. We love our cookies. used to, you know, but I was like, what is going on with me? But that yeah. reef. Um, and that's, I, I don't know how to explain it to people, but it, it, it just sort of like, for me, I don't know about you, but um, the other thing that happened, like, and this happened for like the first two years after he passed away was um, all material things felt insignificant. Mm-hmm. It was the oddest feeling for me. Um, I watched him take his last breath. It was awful. And then it was like, nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. um, do, can you take that at all and kind of expand or do you yeah, it's material things. It's the slowing down and and recognizing that this too will pass. Yeah. And my one of our neighbors in our community in our little development passed away last week at 78. And I've had a really hard time with it because I know not necessarily because I was close with him, but I know the pain that this family is now going through and the journey that they have to go through and all the unsaid things or the un, uh, the missed memories that will no longer be an option. And so I feel grief at a different level. I almost like just this deep empathy for, for others. And I, I too, I mean, I, I look at, you know, these things in a storage room, a storage unit that were my dad's. And I think all of this worry, all this stress, he was a journaler. So he kept journals his whole life. And so I can go back and and read his words, but the things that we worry about, whether it's our weight or our, our house or our job, or, you know, what college our child child is going to get into, all those things are now forever yeah. over for him. And so it's really the love and the connection that we have with others and the mark that we leave on this earth and just being the best version that we can be. I mean, this is the title of your entire platform yeah. is what uh, is driving me to continue to pursue other endeavors more than just this book. Yeah. Because I believe we're, we're destined to do great things and not... Um, not take any day for granted. Yeah. And as I was talking, I I noticed you have really good ears. Um, I can't see them right now, but you were listening intently. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest favors you can do with humans 
it's just listen to them. If, you know, if I go on a little bit more, you know, so be it. If you go on a little bit more, so be it. Mm-hmm. And it's, but, but especially with grief. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Are people, <laughs> I think people's grief journey is different. Whether the relationship that they had, even if it's the same person. So even if we take your father or my father, for example, my brother, my mom, my aunts and uncles, his friends, my children, all of our grief is different, even if it's grieving the same person. Yeah. So we have to be very respectful and allow whoever it is that we're supporting the space to grieve their way. And there's no right way. And there's no timeline. You may grieve for the rest of your life and you may grieve differently than me, but I am here for you. And I'm sorry that you feel this way. And I hope that you can still find moments of yourself and joy along the journey. And and that's really, so many people say nothing, right? You know, I don't know if you experience this. They say nothing because they don't know what to say. (laughs) Yeah. And that in turn is, I find more hurtful than just saying, I'm sorry. And I'm here for you. Something very simple or even a hug would show that you care more than just the silence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of hugs, uh, you know, after, um, after he passed away, I was back here in Maine um, and he, the, he lived in Minnesota with my mom and I was going, kind of going back and forth between here and, and Minnesota and he passed away. So I was back home for a little bit and um, preparing for the funeral and so forth. And, and, uh, but I was at the grocery store and I was crying over pears and, you know, the pears were gorgeous, but I don't know, I just had, a must've had a moment where it just <laughs> flowed. And um, somebody came up to me, this, this older woman came up to me and she said, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, sure. uh, yeah. She, she said, well, which one of your parents has just passed away? And I'm like, how do you know that? And she's like, everything about you, it's unmistakable. The look on your face, everything, it's completely un- unmistakable. And this is pr- before COVID, of course. Um, and I don't know who that was. I still to this day have no clue who that I've gone back up there trying to find her. I have no idea who that was. And I, yeah. I, I don't know if they're, it, it made me go, there are angels or something around us. <laughs> yeah. And then so that person probably has experienced a great deal of grief. They can re- recognize the pain in somebody else, um, whether it's, whether that person was an angel sent to be there for you or a, a real human that just is very empathetic and compassionate. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Do you um, have other books that you might write? I do. <laughs> you all, here's where I was going with this. Have you always wanted to be a children's book author secretly? And we're just hearing about it now, like in kindergarten, were you that kid who like loved to read and write? You know, take us, take us on a journey of like, your life? Were there other things other than medical sales that you always dreamed of doing? I knew I had a lot to say. I don't know that I ever knew it was going to be in in the way of a children's book, but I always questioned, oh gosh, maybe I should go back and be a therapist. Maybe I should write children's book. Maybe I should do a TED talk. I mean, I was always thinking, how can I share all the stuff inside of me? In the journey that I've been on in my life, no different than every other individual has a story to tell and it has defined who I am. So I've been through a divorce. I'm a stepmom. I have grief and then a hundred other things. But (laughs) these are all the, the things that I look forward to sharing 
through children's books or other platforms that will give people the permission to tell their version and their story. My goal with these books, this is not the only answer in, in fixing a child's grief. This is not gonna be the only answer, but if it can allow a parent to have a conversation with a child and go through what their memories are, give them talking points, there's journaling pages in the back. It's, it's to have open dialogue and I believe we are all connected and sometimes there's just communication barriers that are blocking that. So that, to answer your question, yes, I have more books. Um, and I just feel like I have a lot to say and share. I've got to figure out the best way to do that. Sure. Yeah. Good. I look forward to, to seeing them all um, and, and reading them all. How has um, that book and the process of putting together that book and marketing that book healing you? I have got, I have had so many beautiful messages from people who are reading this to their children who are grieving children. Yeah. And there's the, the therapist at my son's school has written me a personal note and said, you know, this is by far the best children's grief book that I have been able to share with our grieving children. And the, so it's the people that are on the front lines really either personally feeling it, reading a book bedside with their grieving child or a therapist that's having these conversations, that those compliments and those comments are what fuels me to, to know that I'm on the right path. And it's been therapeutic for us to, like I said in the beginning, to recognize that it's okay. We're not alone on this grief journey. And, and we all, if we are, if we live long enough, we are all going to share the same experience of losing somebody extremely important to us. Yeah. And so this can be read by an adult, yeah. to feel, you know, uh, comforted that maybe our, our loved one is with us at all times. Do you see that book going like internationally? I could see, I, I, I was thinking of just like the application of that book. Cause there's all sorts of reasons uh, why why we lose parents um, in all different places and spaces and areas and everything. Um, what are your kind of hopes and dreams and so forth for that book? I, I don't know. I, this is all so new to me yeah. and it just was published in December. And so this is all still so new to me that I am open to anything. I really believe that the, the momentum the, the intent is pure and true. And I just believe that if I, if I continue to put it out there, it will get a life of its own and it will continue to grow. Hopefully I can write these other books and, and that build the platform. I do have a website where people can reach out to me and socials, you know, so I'm looking forward to just building this whatever we call it. Whatever it is. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. Cause that's, um, I love it when I can like, I've, I'm like completely relating to you on all levels. So I'm trying not to talk. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to talk. Oh, about yeah. I'm going to chime in. Cause I think yeah. it's kind of fun conversation, but you know, I, I feel you, you know, I, I remember quitting my job 
and starting best ever, you know, I quit, I shut the door. The process was I shut the door and of my office at work, wrote the business plan out to, I guess, best ever you. <laughs> I don't know what it was at the time. It was like yeah. best ever something registered the, but I, we, I quit the job like on the spot. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And came home and registered the domain and did all these things. But I always say, um, you were, you were saying like, thank goodness my husband can do, you know, I can do this with this or that. But I always joke that I'm husband funded, <laughs> husband funded and mother approved. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's nice when you're able to do things like that and, um, and it takes off. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool when the message spreads. So anything we can ever do here at the best ever you network to help you out, you let me know. We'll, we will um, make sure and put the book up. We'll um, put it. We have a thing on best ever you called book besties. Okay. We It's brand new. Um, and so we've been looking for a children's book to feature. So I think we'll, we'll go with this one and, uh, and that way it honors you and honors all the, all your hard work there. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit more before you go about parenting. I know it's a little bit off topic, but you said another thing and it lines right up with like the way I think and things like that too. So I was like, Ooh, my ears perked up when, when you said it, um, you said you were, you're divorced and um, you have, a blended family with four children and so do we okay uh, yeah i'm i'm divorced and i came with two children of my own so my husband went from like zero to like wow there's kids everywhere <laughs> you know kind of thing and um so we have two together and but he has been connor and quinn's dad since they were itty bitty itty bitty and we never have used the word step like ever i kind of feel in that vibe from you that you don't either we like i said um my stepchildren, just for clarification, they yeah. do call me mom. Yeah. They refer to their deceased biological mother as mommy, and I'm mom. And so there's never any confusion. If yeah. we say, oh, your mommy loved that, they know who we're talking about. Yeah. And I call them my boys. I, yep. My children, they're my boys. For, for purposes of telling the story, I have to use the words I get it, yeah. a little bit more, but we don't use it at home. The siblings call each other, my brother and sister. Um, but my ex-husband is an active parent still. And I have a Connor as well. Connor and <laughs> Claire's life. And so that they go, you know, they go back and forth between their dad and, and our home. Yeah. So we're just a blended family. Blended family. I mean, a cooperative, cooperative blended family. So yeah, we're yeah I love hearing that. It's it's always inspirational and you never know who's listening who might need to hear that. So I just wanted to kind of bring it to the surface in case somebody's going through a divorce or um, has a blended family and needs a resource. Um, both of us are there if, if you have any questions. You know, I, I just I always love that kind of thing when, you know, just you never know who's listening. <laughs> right. It's, just, it's a it's a from the outside looking in, we're a perfectly beautiful family of six with four children. But there are so many layers, and so yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay to not be a traditional family, and that kind of goes along the lines of one of my other books about grief around divorce. Children have to process that they don't have their mommy and daddy in the same home anymore, right. and what that feels like. So there's there's a lot that I feel we can just kind of put out on the table. Nothing is off limits in our home. We can speak candidly. We can have raw emotions. And so I've always told my two stepsons, you don't ever have to choose between 
loving mommy and loving me. You never have to choose between wishing she was still here and that you had your family of four and still loving Connor and Claire and I and our family of six. Yeah. It, it can be both and you never have to choose one way or the other. It's okay. Yeah. And, and giving children, asking their permission in the beginning and also giving them permission to feel whatever they feel. There's no right or wrong way. And that is something that I've had to learn through all of this, that nothing's off the table and it's, it's a beautiful mess and we wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we're going to run out of time here. So I just wanted to just quickly um, ask you what your website is, just to have you say it. It's www.mollyrubish.com. Perfect. And your book is available wherever books are sold, right? So if people want to go into the independent bookstore um, or Amazon or wherever, um, they can. But do you prefer them ordering it from your website or like I actually don't have it on my website? <laughs> so um, I don't have it on my website right now. Okay. I think Amazon, Barnes and Noble, some of those big box okay. retailers are probably the easiest avenue. It is in, in some local um, indie bookstores, but I don't believe that it's made it across the country in all indie bookstores yet. Yeah. So um, I got it. Well, there, there again, you never know who's listening. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, all right. Um, well, it was it was absolutely beautiful to meet you. Thank you so, so much for being on my show, and um, thanks to your PR crew there in the background, Lori. Um, maybe not in the background, background right now, but in the <laughs> in setting this up, we're pretty grateful for all the help to um, bring you onto the show today and introduce you to the best ever you network because um I, we've never met before and it's a no. it's a it's a joy to meet you and i i just a compliment for me to you you're so eloquently spoken i i absolutely love how you speak with grace and grace and eloquence um on a really tough topic yeah well i appreciate i mean you're obviously really easy to talk to and um we have so many things in common that this was great i'm, I'm very appreciative of your time so, all right, everybody, um, Molly Rubish, and tell me the title of the book one more time. You can hold it up for me. Just, we have a really cool, like. Is Heaven Farther Than the North Pole? Perfect. I love it. Um, all right. So thank you everybody for being with us here on the Best Ever You Show. Please go visit Molly's website. And you guys all know, um, especially if you're listening in the audio version only, um, this started, the Best Ever You Show started back in 2010. Um, me talking to basically, I don't know who, <laughs> just talking on the radio into like dead air, I think is what it was. It was just completely nobody listening. Um, but we've grown and we have millions of downloads and listens and we're very husband funded. We're very grassroots. We don't advertise or anything like that. So we depend on you guys listening and sharing the show and supporting our guests and buying their books and all that good stuff. So just a reminder there. Um, and we'd love to have you all come to besteveryou.com and become members and all that good stuff. And we put up a cookie giveaway. We put the cookie giveaway up. So you can go there and you can enter. I will personally bake and ship <laughs> a dozen cookies to you um, if you win. And so you can enter the cookie giveaway and we're pretty happy about that. We've got quite a few, I, it's quite a few entries though. Sorry, I might have to make, you know, pick two winners or something, Molly, I'm not sure. <laughs> all right, yeah, that sounds like a lot of cookies. <laughs> like a lot of cookies, but anyway. All right, thank you all so much for listening, Molly. Thank you so much for being Bye. here. Thank Bye. you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.